Well, howdy, roofers, and welcome to Roofer Growth Hacks, the podcast that is dedicated to highlighting those in the roofing industry, learning how they overcame growth challenges with creative growth hacks, and connecting them with others in the roofing industry. I'm your host, Chris Hunter, founder and chief marketing officer of RoofingSites.com. I'm also the author of The Ultimate Guide to Digital Marketing for Roofers. Got a little story for you, roofers. Jonathan Sinelli with Jonathan Sinelli Coaching and Consulting shares with us on this episode his five principles of leadership and how to apply them to your roofing company. So be sure to listen up as he shares some awesome growth hacks. Welcome back, roofers. I have got a special guest here today. Let's welcome Jonathan Sinelli with Jonathan Sinelli Coaching and Consulting. Thank you so much for joining us, Jonathan. So to kick this off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your entrepreneurial journey? Where did it start? Where are you now? I just took a deep breath because that's there, there's no short answer to this. Truthfully, I believe it started well before I was born. You know, I, I believe in God and that we're here for a reason. And I didn't even know the reason, but I'll tell you, I had the pleasure of growing up in a in a family-run business, electrical contractors. And since I can remember, so I'm gonna say seven or eight years old, I was there with my twin brother and, and my dad, whether that be emptying garbages, cleaning toilets, pivoting through whatever it was, learning the learning the the, the trade. And man, did it suck at times. And especially through the high school years, it, it was terrible. I, and I say uh, terrible because it wasn't what everybody else was doing. So there's where the journey started and the lessons learned from my dad along the way of, I remember really going to play hockey and embarrassed as a kid to show up in work jeans and and, and, and dirty stuff. And, and, you know, the lessons you learn is like never be embarrassed to work and show up. So, so you know, let's fa- fast forward from there. The journey continues. I obtained my electrical license, got into um, procurement project management. I eventually found my niche. We then merged with a larger company and I found my niche in the project management world because I had a love for people at a young age. I knew I was in love with people and I just didn't know what that all meant until I did. And when I stepped into the realm of project management, everything else shifted. Again, no short answer because through all of this, I'm a lifelong learner, continuous education, every bit of information I could pull up, dig into program course, you name it, I was there. Like I was blindly just jumping in and learning. Certifications, got them all, did it all. And 15, almost 20 years later, left an organization that I was a part of for so long. And I tell you this because it would have been really easy to put up the sales and right off into the sunset and say, all right, folks, see you later. You know, name your price, name your position, name your 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 thing. And the titles, the the rewards, it became empty, meaningless for me. And where I took that was um, so many different directions. I ended up leaving. I wrote a book about some of the lessons I learned through my journey. I Yeah, thanks, man. Holy, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank I, you, thank I, you. I got it. Read through it real, real quickly. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. I got to tell you something about that book, if you allow me the, the time and space, because this, yeah. this is a huge part of the journey. Yeah, for sure. Love to hear about it. Oh, gosh. It, I'll never forget the date. It was, it was the date of our, our son's birthday, November. 26th and um it was never planned but i remember saying to my wife and i before i have a meeting with doug which was which was the, the my boss at the time and i didn't know what it meant but she's like is this it I'm like are, are you done and 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 there's a lot of stuff that was happening in the background so my wonderful wife she knew that something was brewing inside of me and it was it was it was fermenting and marinating in my brain and i said i don't know but i'll tell you when i stepped into his office that morning I was shaking. I was nervous. I stood there. It, it felt like 500 pounds sitting on my back. And I just looked at him and said, Doug, I love this organization. I love what you've done for, for me as a human being. And I've written this book. Here's the thing. I didn't tell anybody about it. And I didn't know what it meant, except that I knew that I said, listen, I believe in myself. I believe there's something, there's a desire inside of me that is, is pulling up my, my cells. 
and I love Oz Electric. And I'm such a committed person that it's not fair to me or to Oz to have one foot in and one foot out. And I don't even know what that means. But for that reason, I don't know what the next phase is. All I know is that by January, the whatever date it was, second, I need to pivot to something different. And I was in tears. Holy smokes, was I in tears. And this, and, and it's like, it's like when you're saying that, I, I'm going to get a two by four to the head or something. I don't, you don't, right? Like you're sitting there and, and I'm just, and the next thing to happen will stick with me for the rest of my life. He said to me, are you scared? I said, I'm terrified. He said, good. Then you're doing something right. Wow. And he shook my hand and said, well done, man. Well done. He said, there's something special inside of you. Share it with the world. Wow. And that was it. That's amazing. Six weeks later, listen, I was always coaching within that organization and it was Chris, there's so much there. Maybe we get into it, maybe we don't, but it's so deep. Um, the things I learned, things, the, the leadership styles and through all of that. And all I can tell you is that I stepped out and uh, started my own business. And a year after that, pivoted into to podcasting and uh, speaking engagements and coaching minor hockey teams because that was the next thing that was just driving me. Hockey teams, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Like, ho- <laughs> So there's something special. We have two children, 10 and 7. Neither, neither one of them skate. They have no interest for hockey. So I started coaching hockey in 2015 and then on and off, on and off. The last two seasons, I'll tell you, they, these athletes have broken me mentally. Wow. Physically, they outweigh me, they outperform me. This year, I'm coaching U18 athletes. Yeah. Wow. Are we different? Like, wow, 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 wow. Because <laughs> this is, I look at this and go, this is our future leaders. These are the yeah. folks that are going to run our world. The messages I share with the construction professionals out there is no different than I share with athletes. It's framed differently, but we're talking the same things. Sure, right. So like I said, there's there's no short answers to any of that, But and I'll unpack any of it or all of it, whatever you choose, except that that's a real narrowed version of that journey. Love it, love it. So all right, you wrote the book, right? And then, then you said, oh, okay, I'm going to start my coaching career, right? And, and coaching and, and consulting, okay? Yes. So yes. what drove you to write the book? I think this started... Not, I think I know that there was something inside of me several years before that book. And I had literally opened a Word document and started writing stuff down. And I think I had called it, I don't even, I don't even know what that title was, but what, what was brewing inside me was there was something more. And I was seeing rises and falls and pivots and, and, and throughout the construction industry. And I started to question myself, like, why are projects that are destined to fail succeeding? And why are projects that are, you know, these are going to be rock star projects, and yet they'd fail. And it came yeah. down to the people. Wow. And so that's the messaging I wanted to share because every many projects you step on are like, oh, the scope is great. The changes, we got a lot of changes. We're going to make a ton, ton of money on this. And it'll always become about the money. And for me, it was never about the money. The money occurred as, as a result of all the right things. So it, it, yeah. it became it became a thought to say, if nobody reads this book, and thank you for, for, for having the, the time and space to do so, it was like, I wanted to share with future generations, things that I learned. And if one thing served them well, then high five, job well done. That's then the awesome. day I die, the day of my eulogy, then I'll know that at least I, I impacted one human being. And that's how it started. Love it, love it. Why don't we dig into it? You, you know, as, as I was reading through your book, by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, the name of his book is Kick Your Ego Aside and Put People First, okay? And it's a book about leadership. So there are five guiding principles that you have there. Why don't you talk through those a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, when I talk about being the best, so one, be the best version of yourself, what that really means is like, 
Look, you're of disservice to everybody else out there unless you're whole and complete. And if you're not doing the hard work yourself, then excuse me, but who the heck are you to tell somebody else all the stuff they're doing wrong? And this was this resonated deeply with me because I found construction traditionally was very different. It was always a point in the finger. You should be doing this. You need to do this. It's going to be done this way. And I'm like, whoa, chill, 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 chill. So I was never one to to shy away from learning and digging and questioning everything. And, and that became the fundamental underpinning. And I share a story in that this was this, like all of this stuff is real. I don't make this, you can't make these things up, man. There was a, t- a project that it was just like, this thing was going to be an epic fail. And I mean, if you can imagine metrics, it was still a failure. And that was almost 20 years ago, 2005, I think that project was. I'm still connected to people because of the impact we left. Wow, that's awesome. Right? So yeah, I mean, we, then, we, then, we, then we talk about being the coach. And again, this is this is piggybacking that once you sort of have the, the, the competence and, and the skill set, like be there for others. When you become curious and you realize it's not about you, it's about everybody else out there. Wow, does the world open up? Mm-hmm. And that illuminated for me when I'd step on sites and, and I'd see people like down and out and just like passing the blame, like, whoa, whoa, what's really going on here? I love that that first part, you know, being the best version of yourself because, you know, that's that's been a guiding principle for me, I I, I believe, my entire life. You know, I've I've always dug into books and and programs and and stuff like that and and constantly constant education actually that is one of our core values at my company because that's one of my core values of you know always learning you have to always yeah. be learning especially with mine you know in marketing it's constantly changing so you have to always be learning and, and helping your customers your clients get better results well, what about any of the other principles? You know, we talk about about um, hiring the right team and, and and then never leaving the team. You know, like building the right team and never leaving the team. And this one again, I just say, holy smokes! I just saw him last night. Actually, an individual that you know was hired and then dismissed for all of the wrong reasons and is thriving today. But it really resonated because I'm a huge fan of Captain America. And one thing I I've learned through that storytelling is the importance of like building the right team and then never and never and never ever turning your back on the team. Again, one of the things I would routinely see is that, you know, there was there was a people around you're talking you might be talking nicely of them but the door would close and a whole different message would stand what would be said in it and i could never take a stand for i never have taken a stand for that so it's about building the right team even against all other parameters out there when when the external world is saying no 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 i'm saying bob we've pivot and question yourself and say hmm, what's really going on here is this a person i wanted how, how did i do that becoming tremendously curious about them and asking thought-provoking questions because I want to know who the human being is. The skill set and the competence is going to be taught. And then like stuff's going to go sideways. That's part of life. When you blindly support your team and you have their back, psychological safety is formed. And that gets transmitted everywhere else. So have the teams back. Absolutely. Build the right team. You know, and that's something that I learned a while back on, you know, implementing entrepreneurs operating system in in my business is you got to have the right person in the right seat, right? You can have the right person not the right person in the right seat, but you know, it's, it all comes down to the right pe- person. What about number four? Build a friendship first based on uh, vulnerability and intentionality, if I recall the order sort of supplied, but, but mm-hmm. what I was talking about there was again, connection with human beings, like know who you're dealing with and be intentional about it and then lead mm-hmm. with vulnerability. Now, and, and, and this was, this was the, this was one of the, the story that actually occurred on a job site and how I shared it in my book. Oh my gosh. Was it like, I was just, I was a jerk and I kept lying and bobbing and weaving and thinking it was the right thing to do until I realized it wasn't and the impact it had and then showing up with vulnerability, flipped the script and changed everything. Because vulnerability is oftentimes regarded, especially in site meetings and everything else as, oh, you're weak, you failed, you, you're, you're a failure. No, man, 
It's the exact opposite. Vulnerability builds strength and builds trust. And see, when I showed up with vulnerability, what happened was I'll never forget the site meeting. Like human beings pulled together. I'm like, okay. And all of, it was something like it was it, it was about equipment deliveries and and how I had lied and failed and pivoted and and then once I came clean about it and showed vulnerability, there's 20 people around this table, maybe more. It was just like a breath of fresh air. And then the human to human connection arrived. Okay, Jonathan, here's what we're going to do. If I did this, would that, would that be helpful? Yeah, man, it would be. Yeah, man, it would be. See, and, and what happened was everybody was just sort of like, I don't want to say it this way, but this is sort of everybody was like, oh, how can I screw this person until you don't? Until you're like, I messed up. Here's the truth. How can you guys help? How? I didn't even say, how can you help me pivot through that? I didn't need to. It, it just organically occurred. Jonathan, if we do this, when the, you know, with the, with the equipment arrived by here and you started co creating solutions. So, an unpacking that one was cool. I'm going to pivot right into the other principle there, which is, uh, be callous for creativity. One of my favorites, because this was just super cool. This was a, uh, the story I shared in, in, in the book here was literally a, a job site that was all new, mm -hmm. right? The, it was a young foreman, maybe first or second job, great human being. He was tremendously like discombobulated with not with the worker or, or the connection with people. He was just the, the way guys were showing up or not showing up. And we pivoted through things and I learned a lot about human to human connection using a whiteboard. I'm a huge fan of a whiteboard. But you got to picture this. This site trail had a four foot, four foot wide by eight foot long whiteboard. And every every time I would go there, which was multiple times a week, I'd put a th thought provoking question or a quote or something that just resonated with me, right? Until the one day I showed up and they're like, I walked into the trailer, right? Because oftentimes, but when I get there, sometimes the, the boys would be in the trailer, sometimes they wouldn't, right? So I always walk in, right? And yeah. folks, like when you go somewhere, A, show up with energy, please. And if you have an opportunity to, for me, I, I would bring coffee or we'd have a coffee machine on site, like bring something that connects people, right? Anyhow, here I am. And this job at this time sucked, okay? So the, the energy was low. And that was where like, okay, all right, Jonathan, be the coach, bring it all up. I walk in this room and on this whiteboard, it's like, these boys had said, hey, JC, we have a quote for you. We have a riddle for you or a quote. It was a, it was a riddle, but they said, we have a quote for you. And it was, you know, if a ball costs a dollar five, and I don't remember the actual parameters of it, it's in the book, but you know, if a ball costs a dollar five and the, and the bat costs 10 cents, how much did the ball cost? And I was, and I was stopped. I, I broke it in tears. I'm not even kidding. Wow. Really? I called, I called them. Marlene was her name. She's the, she was the backbone of everything I did. I called her at head office. I'm like, Marlene, 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 we're doing it, man. Like we're, something is shifting. Something just shifted. And I sent her a picture and you know, that fosters such great conversations. And from that moment in time on that project, everything shifted. These guys, we, we had, we started to have real deep conversations, a human to human connection. I don't want to dig into the metrics and make everybody wrong and blame like yeah. human to human beings. So, so thank that. you. Yeah. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. So what would you say, you know, you work with a lot of contractors. What would you say that the biggest mistake that you see contractors do and how do you help them fix it? Well, that's a real heavy question and there's no short answer to that. So let me pick one thing and I'm going to say shift the language that we use. And what I okay. mean by that is two simple changes. The first two things that come to my mind are the reversal of the word should and could, especially in the construction world, we hear that you, Jonathan, you should be doing it this way. It should have been done this way. To me, should is such a BS word. Should is somebody else's rules and regulations. So I challenge the status quo and say, every time the word should shows up, live it with could. Jonathan, okay. you could do it this way. It could have been done this way. But tell me more about your thought process on how you executed the following ways. So there's, there's, there's the first thing when I talk about language. And the other thing I challenge folks to do is inject the word yet. Okay. Not, you know, we haven't done this yet. Oh, I love that. The equipment's not on site yet. That task is not completed yet. And 
I'm not here to make somebody wrong. I'm saying when you use that, it's not like a yet is an opening. It's like opening the window to what's next. I love that. Right? It's opening that door. There's so yeah, much more. I, but if you start, if you start with language, I mean, every, everything else changes. I agree. That's that's awesome. Love that. Looking forward, right? Looking in the crystal ball for 2024 beyond all that kind of stuff. You work with contractors. You work with people in our space, most likely, right? And yes. and when I say our space, I mean like in the roofing industry, because that's what Roofer Growth Hacks is all about, right? But looking forward, what are some industry trends that, that you see and how should roofing company owners really take advantage of those? Quite simply, as professionals, we need to connect with people more because what I'm seeing is a lot less connection. Two things are present, connection and psychological safety, right? Because if there's psychological safety in an organization, then that human being is never going to leave. And connection. What I mean by connection is like actually know the person in front of you. Mm. Yeah, look, you and I connected this morning. And it was like holy smokes! Right away, it was it was it, it was like okay, we're a couple of days away from the holiday. What's going on? And we talked about children and the connection. And I learned so much about you in like three or four minutes. That's huge. I agree. Same. That's yeah. what's ma- that's what matters. You know, and we're, what do we, you know, what are we, tra- we're trending a couple of different things. The loyalty on so many, so loyalty is a huge thing right now. Loyalty between customers. So, so clients and customers are not the same. Vendors are not the same and personnel is not the same. The word loyalty is shifted. So rather than, you know, it becomes really easy to armor up and, and tell everybody else how they're wrong and complain and victim and limiting beliefs, or take a temperature reading and go, okay, so if loyalty is shifting, how do we prepare ourselves for that? How do we evolve to the next version? Well, when you connect with people, you, you foster an environment of psychological safety and you trust people, you know, they got you no different than a franchise sports teams, man. No different. Like sports is such a huge analogy, but why do the best of the best athletes stay with teams for so long? Yeah. Why do the Tom Brady's stay with the England Patriots, right? New England Patriots right. for as long as, the, as right. he did, you know, they weren't loyal to him, obviously at the very end there of his career. So yeah, it's so important. You know, it's such an important, you know, thought there to connect with people in a in a day and age when I mean, look at us. We're we're on Zoom right now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. how how do you make that connection? Well, it's it's honestly it, it it comes down to, you know, what you talked about even in the first chapter, even just caring about people, right? Caring about the other person sitting across from me and learning about them. So I think that's, you know, very, very important. We're going to take a pause here to uh, listen to a message from our sponsor, RoofingSites.com. Since 2018, RoofingSites.com has helped roofers double their sales by getting their marketing right using the 4R Roofing Marketing System. If you're a roofing company owner wanting to grow your business, be sure to go to RoofingSites.com and sign up for a roofing marketing strategy session with me. All right. And we are back and we're heading into our lightning round. Lightning round is real fun. And we the only rule that we have here is that you have one minute or less to answer each question. You ready, Jonathan? Oh my gosh, you're holding me to one minute. This is fun and challenging <laughs> and exciting. I'm ready okay. to roll. Awesome, awesome. All right, so the first question. Since we are roofer growth hacks, right? Learning how to uh, hack the growth of our companies. What is your favorite personal hack book or podcast? Heavy question. It depends on the flavor of my life. One thing well, I'm going to say, one podcast I'm listening to right now that's really serving me well is uh, the Dad's Edge podcast with Larry Hagner because that's really important in my life right now. And that's just because we we talked before, not because, but you know, we we talked before and we talked about kids and and so forth. And you, you have some young kids, and I have older kids, and yeah, being a dad is super super important. So love that. Okay, so next question: What is your favorite business hack book or podcast? Favorite business hack book. Or podcast. I like the book Mindset by Carol, Dr. Carol. It was huge for me. Good to Great. 
classic uh, Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. Like that is must read, period. Yes. Love it. Love it. Okay. So next question. What is the best advice that you have ever been given and how have you applied it? The best advice I've ever been given was the realization when I was told it's not about you. And man, did that resonate in every vein cell in my body. And how have I applied that? It's recreated who I am today and everything I do. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on here, Jonathan. How can the Roofer Growth Hacks family get in touch with you and how can we support you and encourage you? Thank you. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. You are supporting me just by having this conversation because it's tremendously meaningful to me. Folks can get in touch with me the easiest way. My website's www.jonathansinelli. My cell phone, I share this openly, is 416-717-4139. I'm in Toronto, Canada. A simple text, a telephone call, like we're human beings. And there's so much to unpack questions. We all go through pivots in life and sometimes we just need somebody. So I share that openly. That's the best way to get in touch with me. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on Roofer Growth Acts today, Jonathan. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. How about that, Roofers? Was that pretty awesome or what? I know that I wrote down a ton of things in my notebook here, but I got to say that the biggest thing that I took away from that interview with Jonathan is his best advice. It's not about you. I've heard that over and over and over again from very successful entrepreneurs when they said that that they made the mindset shift, right? Of saying, okay, what I'm building here is not just about me. It's about my employees. It's about my customers. It's about my clients, whoever. When they made that mindset shift, it was a huge change to their company. And I I think that every roofer that's listening to this right now, you need to make that mindset shift there. Say Try saying that several times in a row, by the way. But make that mindset shift, okay, and say, it's not about me. This is not about me. This is about my employees. This is about building them. It's about my customers. It's about making sure that they have solid roofs over their heads. It's about making sure that that I give back to my community. It's not all about me. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Roofer Growth Hacks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you connect with today's guests. I also hope that you connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram or anywhere online, really. You can check out our website at roofingsites.com. And while you're there, you can listen to other previous episodes. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, roofingsites.com. Since 2018, roofingsites.com has helped roofers double their sales by getting their marketing right using the 4R Roofing Marketing System. If you're a roofing company owner wanting to grow your business, be sure to go to roofingsites.com and sign up for a roofing marketing strategy session with me. This past year, you see, I published my book, The Ultimate Guide to Digital Marketing for Roofers. If you're a roofing company owner and you don't have this book in your hands, I will send it to you for free. Just go to go.roofingsites.com and I'll send you a free copy of my book. Well, roofers, join me next time when we connect with another great roofing entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. Thanks and giggle.